The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things, and we are talking to someone doing cool things today. We are talking to Ryan Bonamia, Bonamore, <laughs> Bonamia, this is really, Bonamia. I'm, I, I don't know why I keep doing this. Every time I open the podcast, Ryan, I start, like, I get, I ask people how to pronounce their name before the podcast, then they tell me. Then it becomes like some weird game in my mind where I say it to myself, but then I start like rhyming it with things to try to remember it. And then when it comes time to say it, literally no less than 30 seconds later, I screwed up. So Ryan, Bonamia, how'd I do? Bonamia, that's it. All right. And Ryan is with Carmine Jack Leather Company based out of St. Paul. Richfield, actually. Is that based out of Richfield, but your studio is in St. Paul? No, my day job is in St. Paul. Oh my gosh. So welcome. You have a day job. Mm-hmm. What, oh, yeah. Can you say what you do for your day job? Uh, I work for Securian Financial. Okay. Uh, and I'm on the phone team. I used to process death benefits for them. Okay. Super depressing. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but I mean, it was good. It was, um, it, it was important to help people in going through some really awful times in their lives and being able to help them through this process. Sure. So it kind of added some perspective and gave me kind of like, something to escape from when working with leather. Well, so let's talk about that. So you, I saw you on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, which has been, I mean, I've been doing this show in 2016 is when I started. And it's amazing how much more access I have to makers in the last three years, just because I can find them on Instagram now. So like for you, I didn't even know your actual name. I just knew your Instagram handle and we've been communicating so when you came in, I'm like, oh, um, I don't even really know your name, which is sort of weird, but I do know your products. So you, this is your weekend night fun job. Um, weekend, super early morning, like dream aspiration job. Yeah. Try uh, to do a full time job. Yeah. Hoping to someday get it to that point. So how did you, you make leather bags, leather belts, leather accessories. How did you get started in this? So piggybacking off of working for Securian, yeah. um, Securian was the first really corporate job. Beforehand, I was working video production, event production, always for smaller businesses. So this was the first job where there's a thousand people. I'm standing next to someone who I have no idea who they are. And I wanted to, wanted to look professional. So I wanted a really professional briefcase and I wanted a leather one. But yep. I wanted it to fit my style, which was more of like a rugged kind of thing. Um, so I went online, did a lot of research and there is a very large name brand that makes leather bags and, and I bought one. I saved up for a while and I bought one. It was like $800. Yeah. I got it. And the, the quality just, just wasn't there. Right. Um, the edges didn't line up. It, it wasn't centered. This thing was a little lopsided and this thing over here was a little lopsided. And I'm like, $800. That's a lot of money for lack of perfection. 
Yeah. Returned it. Bought another one because they had some other super big sale. And, and I bought it, spent $600 on that one. Yep. Same thing. So after, by this time, it had been a couple months. And finally, I decided, screw it. I'm just going to make it. And everything since then has been leading up to that bag. That bag right there. Was and the, kind of- the bag that he's pointing at is a bag that's in a chair. It's made with like a heritage um, dark cherry leather. There is a handle so you can hold it sort of close to your body and then also a longer strap. It's really, really beautiful. So that's your bag that you made yourself. Yes. Everything that I've been doing has kind of been leading up to, to making this bag. So I taught myself how to, how to sew. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask, like, okay, I, I, I know exactly the kind of tote I want that I can't find on a commercial shelf, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would occur to me that I'm just supposed to go make it. And, and I don't know where the idea came from, but through researching this bag, I got involved with uh, Facebook groups, and they were talking about yeah. people that started stitching and making them, and then one thing turned into the next. Next thing I know, me and my boyfriend were at Tandy Leather. and Are you a researcher? Okay, so you can go down a rabbit hole of research. Mm -hmm. and So that makes sense. You could teach yourself something then. Mm -hmm. Lots of YouTube. Yeah. Um, The maker community for leather these days, there's been a huge shift where it went from being really private, really guarded with the information to the the makers these days are really helpful. They're going to answer your questions. They're going to talk you through things. They're going to give you suggestions. Yeah. Um, So there's, it's a very... uh, welcoming community and collaborative which is surprising so So you learned how to make your bag but the bag wasn't the first thing you made it's too nice i mean you had to have some failures so many of them (laughs) um i didn't even take pictures for the first three months but i've saved everything that i've made um the we, we started with little squares of just scrap leather sure uh, just to practice stitching and did you do you stitch it on like a machine like a sewing machine i have a sewing machine um for the smaller the 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 small goods that i make i do all of that by hand like a business card holder or a notebook holder yep yep so those i do all by hand just because i like stitching by hand i like the it's very therapeutic for me yeah um the the totes and the bags that i'm working on those i use the machine for and did you buy the machine right away? No, I just recently bought the machine. It was uh, the past three or four months. How much does a machine like that cost? Um, it can be, you can find old, you can modify an older sewing machine mm-hmm. to work with leather, very tough um, material, and you really need to go slow. So so regular Singer sewing machines, they, they go too fast. Yep. You kind of have to modify them. Um, so you can modify an older sewing machine, just like one of the cast iron ones, and uh, probably for two hundred bucks, right? You can get the pieces for it, um, or you can spend up to six thousand dollars. So there's quite a range, and I just kind of went right in the middle. Yeah, just for getting it done, and mm-hmm. um, so you are making things like coasters. I really like your belts. I love belts. Okay. Uh, Belts for me are there's something really important about them. Um, like, um, how do I say this? Everyone has that one belt. Yeah. Where it's eight, nine years old. You probably got it, it was super cheap at, at Kohl's. Um, 
it's it's no longer straight. It's got the curve from where it hugs your body. Yeah. And it's got a, a handmade hole on one end from where you lost a lot of weight. And then it's got a handmade hole on the other end from where you gained it all back. Sure, and then sure. a little bit extra. And you've tried to replace it, but but everything else that you bought just doesn't fit. There's just something not right about it. So those new ones just get hung in the closet and forgotten about. But this one belt is that belt that you can reach for in the dark. Yeah. And you know how it's going to feel, and you know that there's some comfort with it. Those are the belts that I make. Yep. And and we use a very um, unique leather to make them. What's um, unique about it? It is an oak bark tanned leather. It comes from a tannery in England that is 600 years old. Cool. Uh, the, the family that owns it now has owned it for the past 150 years. It is a very slow process. It takes 12 months to tan it. It is only, all they do is is they soak it in pits of local of river water that runs past the tannery and chunks of oak bark, essentially. Cool. Um, and it's a it's a slow process that creates a really hard-wearing, high-tensile-strength leather, but it's also got a lot of play to it. It's, it's not it's not super hard. Right. It's supple. We're talking with uh, Ryan from Carmine Jack Leather Company. Why did you call the business Carmine Jack? Those are my grandfather's. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So were they uh, craftsmen? Um, my Carmine was not, he was a, he was a corporate, uh, corporate guy. And sure. Jack was a restaurant owner, um, in a small town in Georgia. Okay. He was, a, he was an entrepreneur. Right. So you start doing this sort of as therapy for your day job and just kind of as a way to relax. Then you start to get a little more serious. Um, when did you decide to make a company out of it and how did you sell your first piece? Started posting pictures online. Um, on Facebook or Instagram? Facebook first, Instagram a little bit because I had like a personal Instagram account. Uh-huh. Um, and slowly people started saying, hey, that's cool, or I like that, or can I get one of those? And that went on for a couple months and trying to get that first sale. At one point I switched over. We're like, okay, try to figure out how to price this. I have no idea how to price this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't typically buy leather goods, so I don't know what this card holder is worth. Right. So figuring out that price, plus like, what would somebody pay for it, uh, which is a huge struggle in my head, thinking that this stuff is not worth anyone buying it. Um, really? Internal dilemma. I'm <laughs> really picky and really hard on myself. Yeah. Um, and slowly that evolves into... Things becoming more professional looking. I'm constantly working on look, the technique. How much time do you spend a night? I so I wake up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. every day, uh, Monday through Friday, and, and work for. I, I get about two hours of work before I have to start getting ready for my day job. Yep. Uh, then I go to my day job, and then I come home, cook dinner, take care of the dog, spend some time with the boyfriend. And depending on the night, I may spend a little time with it. Otherwise, it's, it's more on the weekend. Yeah. And I just got approved to work from home starting in a week, two weeks. So my amount of time, now that I will no longer have to dress or take a shower or get ready or drive to work, because <laughs> uh, I'll just have to walk upstairs. It gives you another, like, at least hour and a half. It almost triples my production time. 
Wow. It's game changing. Is that why you asked to do it? Yes. And can you, like, if you're doing phone work, I, I don't, can you, like, be doing handwork while you're on the phone? You know, if if there's no other tasks that I need to get done, because right. my job is still the same. Yeah. It's just now I'm at home. And it's a it, it's a pilot program that, that my company is doing, and I'm really honored to be a part of it. Sure. Um, and I'm excited about it. And, you know, if there's downtime where there's no other work to be done, I mean, I don't see why not. But it's about getting the work done and not them trying to so closely manage how it gets done, but just that it gets done. Yeah, there's, I mean, as long as... You meet your metrics, and that's so cool. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah, and, I mean, just to be clear... You know, disclaimer, obviously, that's my priority uh, of, during of the day. Um, but, you know, the and my supervisor is aware of this. That, sure. You know, the reason a why lot I of people have side is- hustles. It doesn't make you. I think that's a myth. I don't think it makes you less of a good employee in a lot of respects. I think in some ways it makes you better. It makes you more well-rounded. A lot of times you're having to um, multitask and having to be more efficient with your time. It's interesting. Um, I've had a lot of employees that have had side hustles, and I always think it's kind of entrepreneurial. Focus. Yeah. You are just more focused because you go in, you got a job to do here, and you can go home, get everything else done so you can work on your other job. How much money do you think you have in materials before, like, you start to sell things? And is there a lag where you've got, like, a lot of inventory, or are you making, like, each piece to order? Right now, it's kind of each piece to order. Uh huh. Um, leather working can be a deep, deep dark hole of spending money. Yeah. Because there's tools that you need to get the job done, mm-hmm. and then there's other tools that you want to get the job done, and then there's these really big, expensive tools that you hope you can have to get the job done. Right. But really, at the end of the day, you just, you know, some really cheap tools are all that you really need to do it. And there's plenty of people out there that do. Um, the material is that I use is is quite expensive. You know, the 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 belt leather that I bring over from import from England, it's it's not cheap. Right. You know, I I just I've got an order coming in tomorrow. I spent almost three hundred dollars in shipping just to get maybe the equivalent of fifty belts. Okay. Um, just to get that material over here. Right. And are belts made one size, or is it, like, per person? I custom size all of my belts. Okay. You, they're not cheap. Yeah. The, the belts that I make are not cheap. I How much is a belt? I spend a lot of time with them. So the oak bark belts that I make is $120. Um, we also have a kit. I've got a couple different colors in terms of this oak bark leather. And because we do, I only custom size it. wanted to create a way that you can give a custom belt to somebody as a gift without ruining the surprise. So without asking them what color belt do you want right. or what color what color buckle or do you have a nickel allergy, sure. any of those kind of questions. Um, so we put a box together that has samples of the different um, oak bark leather that we offer, and it's got samples of the different buckles that you can choose. Yep. Uh, it's got a measuring tape. Cool. So that you can measure your belt that you're currently wearing to give me an accurate size. And then an order form that you fill out. You say, I want uh, black with a, a brass buckle and you know my belt yeah. size is 38. And they send it to me. And then I send them 
send them their belt. I love that. Everything's all included. That's cool. That so was they a really don't have smart to pay for shipping. Yeah, or really any of smart. Well, I mean, you know, shipping is included in the cost, but the person who receives the box doesn't have to pay anything. That's cool. Are you going to like pop ups then and bringing items and selling them, or are you just doing everything online or through social media? Most of it right now is online and social media. We've dabbled in the craft fairs mm-hmm. this summer failed miserably at craft fairs um, because we found out that maybe craft fairs isn't where our market is. Right. And so we struggled finding a place to sell this in person. And finally around uh, Thanksgiving time, we, we discovered this whole craft market thing that exploded this year. Yep. Like spent- pop-up markets or... Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were everywhere this Christmas. Yep. I spent months leading up trying to find the craft fair that we would go to for Christmas and then giving up because we never found anything. I don't know how I missed it because there's this whole like industry about high-end craft markets that by the time they started appearing on the news, I was already too late. That's interesting. So something maybe for next year. Hard lessons learned. Yeah, but that's how mm-hmm. you grow your business, right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and I learned some hard lessons, too, in terms of materials and um, what materials to use. And it helped me develop my own style, too. So there's there's been a lot of lessons that I, I learned the hard way. Some of them were expensive. It's just it usually is, though, growing. when you have a business, right? Mm-hmm. Are there other local makers that you admire? There are. There's... Um, That's okay. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a guy in Minnesota who makes some really amazing wallets and watch straps. Um, you know, and then there's uh, who's that? Like if, oh, for whatever reason, I can't remember okay. his name. Because um, I recommend him to people all the time, and I just don't know why it's just not there anymore. Um, but it it he does everything, most of his stuff by hand, uh, and he uses a lot of uh, leather out of Chicago, formerly known. Do you do your own social media? Yes. And it, it right now, it, it's you have to make that conscious decision. Do I, do I spend this time making things? Do I spend the time taking pictures? Do I spend the time posting? How do you manage that? Whatever needs to get done at the time. Yep. It, it, I try to do in a priority base. Um, my boyfriend is is getting more involved with the business. We live together. We're getting married right uh, in September, and um, he is jumping into the business. Uh, we were originally going to start it together, and then it became this huge, crazy obsession of mine. And so, once it became something that wasn't going to go away, uh, he saw the passion. He's starting to uh, get involved more. And does he like more the creative side or the business side? He, I think, likes more of the business side. Yeah, that might be a good match then. And he is in, involved with the creative. He's at home designing uh, a purse right now and cutting it out of felt before we start putting it Right. Together. Is that how you make things first? You cut them in felt and assemble them? I design most of my patterns with a Cameo, like a Cricut machine. Uh-huh. And, and I cut them out, and then I'll use some scrap leather maybe that I have or I'm a visual person, so I have to see it. Uh, felt for wallets and, and small leather goods doesn't really do too much for me with how it's it's 
all going to fit together, but um, with scrap leather, I'll be able to do it. Right. Uh, and know that, okay, so I need to trim this side or I need to move this in just like two millimeters. It's got to come down just a little bit. Right, right. So I, I try to, I, prototypes, I, I use whatever leather I've got on hand uh, that isn't going to be, um, it's maybe not the most pristine cut or some structural integrity with the leather. So I'll use that for the prototype. Yeah, but it'll get it done. Okay. Uh, well, it is really fun to talk to you, Ryan. Um, I love the idea of the belt kit. That's real smart. Um, it is uh, Carmine Jack leather, and you can look on the Instagram and see all of the different leathers and all the different belt options that you have. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you know, if people have any questions, they can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, my number's out there somewhere. And, you know, if, if, if there's something on Instagram that, that you want, if I can make everything. I just don't have everything posted on the, on, sure. on the Etsy store. And, but, but I can make it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much inventory because I'm selling it. Yep. It's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. something you want, just just ask. Just reach out. Carmine uh, Jack know. on um, Carmine Jack Leather Company on Instagram, and okay. Ryan will hook you up. www.carminejackleather.com. Thanks, Ryan.